The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. You're listening to WMVP Chicago and WSHEHD2 Chicago. Dave is in Oregon. Dave, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, not much. Hey, I appreciate you guys. It's like a therapy session out here for me, so... um kind of sucks but uh well. we have a high school team you know we played on friday night and got our asses whipped too coach came on said the exact same thing as coach Uberflus. you know it's all fundamentals and i feel like you know at that level i mean can we use that excuse is that really a good excuse that these guys don't have fundamentals you can but it's a self-indicting statement it's horrible yeah i mean it just i mean it just like you sit there and watch the game and it's like Golly, you know, and to your guys' point on Friday, you know, you, you got your rants going and everybody's got their rants. And man, it's like, hey, don't call me, you know, uh, Jim, Jim Everett. Don't call me Chris. Okay, Chris. <laughs> like, Chrissy. Golly. Right. Chrissy, don't call me Chrissy. Well, it's like so, I mean, you, we you, got Sally Fields. You, you know? could tie you know. could tie the fundamental conversation directly to Valus Jones. We don't teach these fundamentals. This is how you play the position, whether you're covering a punt or you're returning a kick. These are your fundamentals. Like, if you can't get that, we're going to replace you. But as a coach, if you keep running him out there and you keep referencing fundamentals, not only are you culpable as a player, you're culpable as a coach as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. You, combo- you, you compound the issue. Did you say you had some news, too, on Brisker? Uh, yeah, the Bruce, uh, this was this was new uh, that came from I guess when Coach Eberflus uh, met the media after he met us and his phone kept going out. Brisker's back in concussion protocol after a. This is from John Greenberg, our buddy. Sometimes buddy, most of the time he's yeah. kicking us in the nuts. Um, but talked about how uh, he was in concussion protocol. He felt very, you know, he had a fever midway through the week and then felt off. So they put him in concussion protocol. They said he was sick, but he's... So as that's, of right now, that I was think the he's illness. In. Yes. That's not good. No. Concussions are weird, as the you other know. Thing, yes, I do. The other thing I mentioned to you at the last break, and we really haven't touched on it a lot, for a guy that believes he's protecting national secrets, he was awful yeah. willing to tell you early that, that Justin is out. For this game against the New Orleans Saints. He I must don't be believe far, he, Do you think it's because he's far away? I don't know, but he wasn't willing to say that to us last week, was he? He says, well, he's day-to-day, and, you know, I don't think that they announced on Monday that Justin was already out last week. I may be wrong, but... For those who missed it, Bajent is starting a quarterback for the Bears on Sunday against the Saints in New Orleans. That's kind of out of character for the coach to give you, yes. like, a meaningful right. statement. yes. Very much so. Yeah. So, uh, Frankie Naperville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frankie? Guys, how you doing today? I'm, I'm miserable every every post bear game. But hear me out. I got two quick points, and really, it's it's an indictment again on the whole Ryan Matt 2.0 because that's what this is. It's the Ryan and Matt 2.0 show, and I'll start with the fundamental topics. Right? You know, every time I hear him say it's about the fundamentals, and then they don't seem to get better at it it drives me crazy because that's on him you know i coach football and kids a long time and and here's you know perfect illustration right last night the first touchdown that sandy or uh, la scores acres has the ball he's running full speed edwards 
is right there in his path, and I got 12-year-old kids and 14-year-old kids that know how to break down, chop their feet, and square up the runner, and I watch Edwards run right by him and slap him on the back. It's, 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 it's miserable. You can't, that's a professional football player. So that's my first point. I'm so sick of his fundamental BS because all he's doing is paying everybody lip service. You own it. You teach it. They're not getting any better. The second thing that drives me crazy is multiple plays this year that should have been reviewed and should have got him a little bit red around the collar. He does nothing. I realized that they blew the whistle on that first play and Mooney stopped running. But why doesn't Eberflus get a little red-assed and at least try and use those officiating mistakes to get him possibly a call later in the game? He does nothing. He stands there and looks at it and shrugs his shoulders like, oh, well, it just happened to us again. I guess we're unlucky. Guys, I can't take it anymore. It's 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 just so exhausting, frustrating, it's exhausting. And I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you talk to Eberflus without losing it because yeah. it's it's just ridiculous. Anyways, those are my two points, guys. Love Frank, with it. Would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I go back to the first comment that he made about the fundamentals. Look, when you can't successfully and consistently pressure the quarterback. You've got to find other ways to make plays. And that's what they were doing previously, the previous three weeks. They were tackling. If you can't get to Justin Herbert or you're bringing pressure and you're not getting to him and he's dumping it off, they're going to screen you to to death. The Chargers are a screen-heavy team to begin with, but when you come at them with these, you know, these strange blitzes or whatever you're trying to do to create pressure, they're going to get the ball in the hands of Eckler, who's one of the best receiving running backs in all of football. If you can't get to the quarterback, then your other option is to make sure that you make a play in space. If you tackle him there, it's probably a two-yard game. Two-yard game. That's how you overcome not being able to consistently pressure the quarterback. When the ball is dumped right, off, you've right. got to make a play and tackle somebody. He took that place 40, 50, 60 yards. Right, and they were in position to make the play. Yes. It's just like... Kyler Gordon missed one, too. Did we mention him? No. Edwards and Gordon. They both, they both misplaced early. And again, you can't. You have such a thin margin of error when your talent level isn't close to your opponent. And if you can't force the opposing quarterback to get off of his spot, what you need to do then is make a play after the ball has been thrown to one of his receivers. You can't compound the mistake by not getting to the quarterback and then missing a tackle. Yes. What ends up Preach. happening is, is a guy goes 60 yards, and now all of a sudden you've got a rookie undrafted quarterback who instead of dictating policy to the defense is now in catch-up mode in a position that he and the rest of the offense isn't built for. Right. Most rookies are not. Correct. Uh, Kevin in Detroit, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kevin? Hey, guys. I have a theory I'm working on, and that's Kevin Warren has no real authority. He's a figurehead. He's, he's been put there by the McCaskies so they can continue to meddle. And I'll give you my three reasons, which I wrote and discussed after last night's game. There's been no player development. Tell me a player that's developed on this team that we got in this. We put all this capital into draft equity, and where's the juice? There's no player development. Players are getting worse, not better. There's no accountability, whether it's Cody Whitehair, the coach covering for him, or, oh, no, I don't know if Chase Clayfield has to be at the stadium today. And then just the overall dysfunction. I mean, this is not a quality organization. I know Kevin Warren has the big resume, 
But as far as I'm concerned, nothing has changed. We could get blown out for the next nine games. And they're going to trot out the same garbage as always. No, no, Thanks, look, no, and, and Kevin, we, we will find this out. Now, a lot of people have asked me, where is Kevin Warren? What is Kevin Warren doing? Remember, Kevin Warren was hired this spring officially. These are not his guys. The first thing a good figurehead has to do is observe, and he's got to figure out what's going on here. So none of these guys who were put in place to play or develop and the coaches and the general managers, none of these guys are his hire. Like, they were already put in place, and the optimism was overflowing. We all thought that that good vibes were on the way and that he was going to build the stadium. Now the blank is at the fan. So now at the end of the season... If things stay the same, I'll buy your theory. But I don't know if you go out and you get the commissioner of the Big Ten and a guy who was the COO of the Minnesota Vikings and built probably the best facility in the NFL, that you hire him to just fool people. I think you hire that guy because you want a true change. I've been fooled before. But he could have, if if he didn't want change, Ted would still be sitting there. I saw Ted too, by the over the weekend, and um, got a hug from Ted this weekend. You got a hug. Yeah. That means would you did not get a hug? You didn't get a hug. No, no, I went up to him, and I, I, it could have been a bad choice. I think Ted Ted gave me a little bit of a cold shoulder, which I don't blame him for. I got the, the cold shoulder when it came to contract negotiations back in the day when Ted was in charge you of contract de- you negotiations. You deserved a big bag of money. I know. I was, I'm fine with what I received, but, you know, that's my interaction with Ted was when he was negotiating contracts. At first, I didn't think Ted recognized me, and I'm like, hey, it's Sylvie. And he's like, yeah, I know. Oh, I know who you are. <laughs> I can smell you from over here. <laughs> and, then, um, and, then, and then we broke the ice a little bit, and I'm like, I shouldn't have come up as much as I've bashed him. And then... Um, and he go and I go. Are you still involved? He goes. Not really. You know, it's Kevin's deal now. And he goes. Uh, so it's so because they're two and five. You can't blame me. And I looked at him and I go, Ted, I'll always blame you. I'm sure he looked at you and go, I know. You know. Then he laughed and then we the ice was broken. Yeah. But again, like we can't blame Kevin Warren yet or say that the McCaskies haven't empowered him. I think we all have to wait and see on this in this off season to see. After this blank show, what they're going to do? He was hired in April. These are none of these are his guys. He was not. He these people are not his hires. Year one, from my perspective, is about observation. He's sitting back and watching how people do their jobs, and he's going to come to conclusions at the end of the year what decisions need to be made going forward. I think if he came in and immediately start making to how first of all, how do you do that? You're hired in April. You're in mini camp in May. You're in training camp in July. What I mean, what changes is he supposed to make? And and in three things, months, things in? were supposed to be good. Then remember, yeah. they were pointed in, supposed to be pointed in the right direction. Who had who had bad feelings about the team then? I'm with you. I won't have any issues with how he's doing things, and my antenna won't go up with regard to same old, same old. Until we see them get to the postseason, and then we see how, or the the off season, we see how he handles. Things. Yes, yes. That's when you'll find out whether or not he's got the power that everyone feels he's been entrusted with.
Uh, my favorite uh, Little League coach, Buttermaker, is on the road. Hey, Buttermaker. Buttermaker, you're on ESPN 1000. That's an old reference. What's up, Buttermaker? <laughs> well, Buttermakers, because I uh, I ended up inheriting a baseball team that went 0-14, but that's besides the point. The bad news uh, bears, it, it goes perfect with today's topic. Exactly, exactly. You know, I believe Waddle was mentioned it before with that whiff on that fourth down where – Darnell Wright just fell to the ground, like right in between two blockers. What what are they doing? They they why don't they do the tush push or whatever they call it, like Philly does? I don't get that. Well, I don't you know, know that. I mean, it was probably a little longer than uh, than tush push range, wasn't it? Look, I think Tom yeah. Thayer makes a really good point too. Like you could come up with a better play, but at the end of the day, Lucas Pactor can't be driven back into your running back, who then has to you know. To jump cut right, and, he, and then try to find a spot after your offensive tackle has fallen to the ground. Like hey, it, and the other thing is, is, I don't think anybody mentioned it. What was that play where uh, didn't they? They did like a pitch right to Mooney, and they and they were going to do it like they did the old Bears. Like Peyton used to throw to McMahon. All right, and right. It went around to the razzle dazzle. Yeah, Bajan was covered by Khalil Mack, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. Khalil Mack, the same guy that basically made the tackle on Trent Taylor on the jet sweep because Khalil right. Mack runs a 4-5. He sniffed out right. all of our trick yes. plays. Yes, he did. Right. They're not controlling the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball. They're getting blown out. You know, it's just, it's. I don't know, it's a real blank show, you know. That's what, yeah, that's what I've been saying. I, I, listen, I again, I think that the thing that I look at their offensive line and I think it can be fixed quicker than their defensive line. I like Darnell Wright. I like a healthy Tevin Jenkins. If we can get Nate Davis back, big if, you got to get a center, whether it's Braxton Jones at left tackle or not. Like, there are pieces to this puzzle that I can buy into. Defensively, they've sacked 10 quarterbacks. They were dead last in quarterback sacks last year. They've got 10 sacks. Do you know who's second to last in sacks? It's the Texans. They've got 15. They've got 50% more sacks than we do as the 31st-ranked pass rush in the National Football League. If you can't get to opposing quarterbacks, if that quarterback is Brian Hoyer or that quarterback is Sam Howell, you can still be in business. If that quarterback is Justin Herbert or it's Kirk Cousins or it's somebody else that has above-average skill, you are in trouble. Right, and look how bad Jordan Love looks now. Oh, he's it's, he puts that, that that's going to end up being his best game in the NFL against yeah, the Bears. No doubt. And again, people talk about you have to invest at the line of scrimmage. And I totally agree with you going forward. The 11th pick of the draft was Darnell Wright, correct? Wasn't he 10th or 11th? 10th. 10th. Good pick. Like it. Yes. You used a second and a third round pick on defensive tackles. Like, I'm not a defensive tackle expert, so I'd have to ask Yurko about this. What type of production are you getting from those are pretty high yes, picks. Those are supposed to be another, impact players I got right another away. Another second round pick who's starting at corner. Right. Where is where when you are so needy at the line of scrimmage, why aren't these young guys I getting more reps? It's a great it's a great question. Uh, Darnell Wright too, I saw the Pro Football Focus Chicago page uh, tw- uh, tweeted out Darnell Wright's uh numbers from yesterday. Thirty nine uh pass blocking snaps. Two pressures allowed, zero sacks, 71.7 pass blocking grade. Of course, first on the Bears uh, line. I'm surprised. Uh, let's go to Harry and Vernon Hills. Harry, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You got it. Um, driving, driving back from Minnesota, and you're making the trip go a little bit easier. Um, 
Sylvie, thank you for the rant on Bayless Jones. Um, it's much deserved and it's not overblown because, as you say, it just highlights Cole's inability to identify the right talent and, and build out a roster. I mean, conventional wisdom tells you that you build from the offensive and defensive lines. And he's using a third-round pick in his first draft to build, to draft a, a punt returner, a gadget guy. You know, we wasted a second-round pick, a high second-round pick on Claypool. I mean, that could have been used to draft a center. Instead of we, we got Patrick Lucas or Lucas Patrick or whatever, <laughs> Patrick whichever Lucas. name is his first name. Yes, I don't yes, know. Yeah, he's terrible. I mean, it's brutal. No help on the defensive line. Justin Herbert, with his broken middle finger, got to stand back there untouched all night and just pick apart our defense. It was it was embarrassing, embarrassing. Harry, thanks. That that uh, that uh, what was he wearing? The splint looked odd to me. It's his middle finger on his left hand. Yeah, what you saw early in the game. It bothers him when he's taking snaps under center. That's why they, they have basically moved him back to shotgun for the majority of the snaps. They're probably a heavy shotgun team to begin with. But, look, he, he, he can spin it. I know people have been down on him. What's wrong with Justin Herbert? Well, we got the elixir for that. We're going to bring the Bears out to Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean, it's, the fingers just pointing straight you, up. They're if, like, if hey. you can't pressure good quarterbacks, you're aft. It's just that's the reality. If you can't pressure mediocre quarterbacks, you may have a chance. If you can't pressure bad quarterbacks, you could still win. If you can't pressure above average quarterbacks, you have no chance. It's the reason why Vegas is smart and we're not. Yeah. It's the reason why the line went to nine and a half before kickoff. You're talking about uh, Vegas, Vegas, not the Vegas Raiders. Not the Raiders. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the, the, you know, the town itself where all the hotels have solid gold ceilings. Let's go to Tony in Lincoln Square. Tony, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey guys, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, you guys uh, make uh, me and my three boys very excited when we come uh, when we're coming home from school. Yeah. How old are uh, they? Wanted, are they in the car now? Uh, uh, the three boys are. Uh, I got four in total: three, five, seven, and nine. Oh wow! Timmy, Jimmy, yeah. Bobby, Stevie, hey, Danny. <laughs> hey, hey, when the, when the wife gives you the wink, you you know you got to go with it. Um, <laughs> see, there you go. Great afternoon to, to listen to you guys. Um, so I just, you guys took all my thunder right with the Bayless Jones, but I kind of wanted to add to it in the sense of in any other profession, be it a burger flipper or in an office building, when you don't do what you're supposed to do, you get, you get let go. They're like, hey, thank you for all the hard work you did over the X amount of time. You got to find something else to do. But they're still kind of giving this kid, like, if he was just great at punt returning, it would be different. You know, like, hey, we got the next Devin Hester. Totally understand it. But it's like sometimes you just, just like the Disney movie, you got to let it go. You know, it's, it's okay to, to, to move on to the next guy, you know, because like you guys were saying, you're, you're eating up a roster spot. And, and I understand he kind of forgot where his feet were in well, the end Probably zone. two now because, Tony, thanks. And, and shout out to the kids. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they, he's the second call in a row who mentioned punt returner. 
Didn't they originally draft him, too, to be a punt returner? And didn't he show that he was a failure at that and that they couldn't put him back there as a punt returner? I mean, somehow you cost him a couple of games last year. Because he couldn't catch the football. So he was so bad as a punt returner, they designed Trent Taylor, who is exclusively a punt returner. And a jet sweep guy. Yeah, and and a slow jet sweep guy. So now they have just a guy on the roster to only return punts. So now they've got Velas, who really does nothing except let the football go over his head on, on kickoff returns and fall down when the ball is thrown to him. And they have a punt return guy now, too, who only does that. So they have two guys now taking up roster spots on a rebuilding team. To just do that stuff when you could be finding other players to do more. Exhausting. When you don't have a center. When you don't have safety guys who are healthy. You have Eddie, you had Eddie Jackson yesterday who had to be health, who had to be active, who wasn't healthy as insurance. Because you don't have enough roster spots. I don't think there was any chance Eddie was going into the game yesterday either. I mean, would they have been better off? Just that's what I was wondering. Him, yeah, I didn't understand him, it. Keeping him inactive and let somebody else who's healthier have an opportunity to go out there if called upon. If he's not healthy enough to start, isn't he unhealthy? I would think so, especially against that team that you're facing. Like, I'm with you. It's very questionable their decision to keep him in uniform if, in fact, he only in an emergency. I don't think you're throwing him out there in an emergency, are you? I wouldn't. If you're not healthy enough you're to start, risk, then you should probably it. sit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Our buddy Chase on the south side. What's up, Chase? Hey. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. You got it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. There's, oh, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the thing is this, right? The center position. So, Doug Kramer and the other guy, Feeney, are the backup centers, right? Um, so, I, I think so. It's not Doug, 100% it's Doug sure. Kramer and Feeney, I think, are the uh, the two guys it, who can play center. It, it, so, okay, so if that's the case, why not play Kramer? Because obviously, it's obvious, Lucas Patrick and Cody Whitehair cannot play. They, those guys are terrible. So, why not play... If, if obviously they don't think these guys can play, so if that's the case, then why are they on, why are they on this team then? You know, what I mean, if they have, they, they can't be any worse than Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick. Another thing I want to know is what was all going on with the whole challenge red flag? Why did Eberflus throw a challenge flag? I mean, I knew he. I, I mean, it was towards the end of the game. What was the whole point of challenging a play when the team already scored the touchdown? I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, yeah, he he and we, we, had, we had more questions, but we ran out of time because he had his press conference. We would have had more time if the phone situation was better and we weren't disconnected. A couple more times, we had the questions about the challenge flag, and we wanted to know also about going for two in that situation instead of just kicking the extra point and making it a 16-point game. Well, while we're at it, I also would want to know why you weren't willing to use your timeouts to try to get the ball back, albeit the game was in check at that point, but give your young quarterback in the offense another, another possession. Hey, that, I got one more question. Yeah. I got one more question I need to ask you guys. Who do you think will get fired first? Eberflus, Billy Donovan, or Pedro Grafal between those three? I think it's Eberflus. Well, the I, I think it, it's happened, it happens at the end of the season. 
And I would say this, Baylor's Journal is uh, Patrick Williams 2.0. <laughs> you guys have a good day. That who is 2.0? Patrick Williams 2.0? Bayless Jones. Yeah, he's, he's Patrick Williams. See, the yeah, difference is, say- though, is, is that Patrick Williams was a lottery pick. Mm. That's even worse. Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams has 11 points on the season. If Patrick Williams averaged 11 points per game, I would have been pissed. Patrick Williams has 11 total points in the year. Just under four points per game. Three, Yeah, 3.9 points or whatever it is, 3.8. And, and Billy Donovan, I, did I, 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 for, I think I was talking to my buddy about this, or I forgot if I said this. Did he get another, another extension? A secret extension? A second, like like did do. he get a second secret extension? I don't think so. That's just me causing trouble. No, no, no. Don't take this the wrong way, because I know I'm not a looker, okay? I'm not a good-looking guy. But have you ever in a bar, whether you're a man or you're a woman, you've seen someone from afar who looks great, and when they come closer to you... Good from afar, far from good. Yes, good from far, far from good. That's Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's the person in the bar who you're looking at across the bar, and you're like... That person is the hottest person around. But all of a sudden, as they move closer, you're like, oh, no, not good looking at all. You think from afar, Billy Donovan's this great coach. But then you've got Billy Donovan in your city, and you're like, there's really nothing there except a bunch of gum chewing. He's got no answers whatsoever. None. No development. I don't the, think there's any answers upstairs in the management offices either. No, but no, 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 on no. The sidelines. There's, no, right. There seems to be nothing but consternation. No, there's no the the players don't. I don't think the players really like him. I don't think he's developed anybody. I don't think he's really good with the play sheet. As I don't think far he's as good his, with the gum either, because you would think somebody that's that into their gum would be blowing bubbles. Oh, really? Well, I mean, do, do I don't. Have, there's no chance I'm chewing gum without blowing a bubble. Even juicy fruit is juicy fruit that I can type blow of a bubble gum? with anything. Even juice, really? Yes. Yeah. I think Give he's me a, some juicy fruit. And I still blow a bubble. I think he's a juicy fruit guy, which is to me an average gum. You can't, but you can't chew big red with the degree of regularity that he does. Because if you chewed big red. Your tongue would get all like the your your too spicy. Yes, your like your your taste buds yeah, would get a little it's raw. Too much. You only could chew one piece of big rat. Right. Whereas if you're chewing like, like hubba bubba or you're chewing it's a fruity, yes, like a, it's not going to affect your taste buds the way that big red will. Got to be careful with we, the big red. We talked more Bulls basketball than we intended to. Thanks oh no, to we're Chase. breaking this down. Oh, yeah. Who are they playing tonight? The Pistons or no? The, the Pacers. Indy, Indy, yeah. The Pacers. They always kick our ass, don't they? Usually, yeah. Didn't their their coach just got like a new contract and he was forty games under five hundred last week? Yeah, last but it's, year it's the one who it's what's his name Rick um, Carlisle Carlisle who won the championship in Dallas, right? So he I mean, he's got some, he's got a little bit of chops. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to weigh in, talk some uh, bears with us. What happened last night? Who are you most mad at? Big picture, zoom in stuff. As well. Apathy's creeping in. You think so? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think people are getting to the point where their frustration level is such that they're, they, they, they've gone from being angry to being apathetic. I think that that's a, a brewing. I think we've got another round of people really caring when Justin gets back. 
to see what it's going to look like I when Justin gets back. I want him to get back as well because you yeah. got to have as as much tape on him as possible to make a long term decision. So everyone should be encouraged to get the, him. The Bajan stuff is a crazy it, 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 again. Like it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic with Bajan. What 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 the the Bajan story brought out of people is odd. What they heard from just propping up a Division Two undrafted rookie and some people saying, like us, at a boy, yeah, good job, good story, turned into pure lunacy. Yes, there, there's nothing magical about this. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bajant will start on Sunday against the Saints, though. Justin Fields remains week to week. If you want to weigh in, three one two three three two three seven seven six. This is Waddle's world, and in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend, amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's world. Let's add some levity. Anybody else exhausted by watching and talking about football? Waddle's world is brought to you by our fine friends and partners at Winchester Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Winchester Community Bank. Visit Winchester.com slash finest member FDIC. Now I say that. But I spent the entirety of two full days watching football. Saturday, watch football. Saturday, uh, Sunday, I watched football. I did squeeze in the final episode, uh, series episode of Billions late last night. What'd you think? I liked it. You know how I, I like when shows or movies or whatever they are, they tie up every loose end, and this one kind of tied up everything. Yeah. But you said you liked it. You, you didn't say you loved it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. Love. I mean, like, I love the Equalizer. I don't. You know, I mean, I like. I liked Billions. I told you, I, you know, I went away last year, but I came back this year. I'm glad I did. It was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I am loving the morning show. It is good. I think I've missed the last episode or two, but it's been good. I, I well, mean, I, I am really loving it. Um, but I watched football all day, all night. So as much as I'm exhausted. Specifically by my own favorite team, um, I did watch it all day. How about day. Uh, Matthew Perry too over the weekend? Yeah, that was uh, we we were out to dinner when we found out yeah, about Matthew Perry. He had so many demons. I don't know. My my wife and my mother in law were watching the following day on Sunday. In the morning, they put on the because uh, Diane Sawyer did a really extensive interview with him a while ago when his book came out, right? And just. Uh, I think at one point he admitted to taking 55 Vicodin a day. Oh. So, just a crazy story. Remind me to read you the post that Matthew Perry, that uh, Matthew Barry posted about Matthew Perry. Okay. Because it was about how Matthew Perry will always be remembered for friends, but what he wanted to be at least remembered a lot for because friends is always the thing that he'll be remembered for but he he did give back to a community in uh, Malibu yeah who of uh, the addiction 
an addiction center that he had set He'd up. He'd been in and out of rehab yes. and detox centers like 50, 60, 70 Can times. Can you remind me, uh, Tyler, before we leave to read that? Matthew Berry posted it on his Instagram. Got that, Tyler? Uh, some college football news, according to Nicole Auerbach. Iowa offense coordinator Brian Ferentz is out at the end of the season. Oh, he didn't, reach the, he didn't reach the quota? There was a clause in his contract that said, I think, that they had to average 24 points per game, I think. Can you imagine being fired by your father? Drive for 325. What's that? I believe it was dubbed the drive for 325. Which was how many total points, points yeah. they had to score. And did you see the over-under in their Northwestern game this week? No. 29 and a half. That game's at Wrigley, too. That's the total, yeah. It's less than 30 points. How about Northwestern's Northwestern won again, didn't they? And Maryland's not bad. Maryland's pretty good, actually. So yeah. Northwestern's, what are they, 4-4 four and four this year? Is that what they are? Yeah, they've won know. four games. I never would have thought they would have no? won four games. Pretty good job by the coaching staff, all things considered. I think their think? win total was either 2.5 or 3.5. And, uh, and by the way, Jim Harbaugh has spoken, and he said nonsense. About the report of the rescinded contract extension. He says that's inaccurate. Harbaugh said money that a report that the university had rescinded a contract extension offer in recent weeks was not accurate. He's in the second year of a five-year deal with the Wolverines. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel told the ESPN's Adam Rittenberg back on October 10th that the school hoped to have an extension for the head coach soon. That process was put on hold a week later after Michigan learned that the NCAA was investigating an alleged years-long cheating scheme, according to a source familiar with the situation. Do you believe uh, what was written over the weekend, that if he does get a suspension in college, that there's like an unwritten thing that an NFL team would honor that? That's got to be... I didn't follow all of the details of it, but... It seemed weird to me, yeah, just the like, concept. It seems like nonsense. That if a team would want him enough, they don't have to follow that. No, I, I wouldn't think so. By the way, Harbaugh said about the uh, the report that uh, Michigan had rescinded its offer. Typical Jim uh, Forum. He said, I wouldn't say that's accurate. No. Source told ESPN's Tom Van Haren that Harbaugh was instructed not to sign the contract offer yet. Harbaugh declined to answer a question about the current nature of his relationship with the uh, AD and other university leaders. Quote, I can talk about the football game this Saturday. I can talk about the vibes in that preparation and where that stands today. It doesn't seem like you're interested in that. That's what I can talk about. Will this help them, hurt them, or neither? On the field? Yeah. I don't think it hurts them. I think it may hurt a team that has somebody not like Harbaugh. I can guarantee you Harbaugh's in that locker room every day telling them, guys, you know what? We've got we've got a giant X on our back right now. we got a target on us. They're coming to get us. I don't know why they're singling us out. We haven't done anything wrong. You haven't done anything wrong, but they're coming after us, so let's make them pay. But will the lack of cheating now hurt them? That I don't know. No, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. We'll find out. I'm interested to see. I think this is... I don't know if what they've, uh, you know, what they've been able to accomplish is directly tied to the cheating. I think they're a good football team. Is it enhancement? Cheating? I don't know. 
Uh, did you see Kirk Cousins go down yesterday? It's, yeah. As soon as I, I saw him, as soon as I saw the play happen, you saw like the reverberation. You knew right away. Was calf, and you were like that. That looked pretty much exactly like, like what lamp, happened. To Aaron like Rogers. a lampshade going up, kind of. Yeah, I didn't see like you can't see the you know the the what you can see is when he stops. There's like a vibration. He plants his foot in the ground, and it's like a vibration. And this was on. I don't. I think Green Bay's like this weird hybrid of it's mostly grass, but it's got a little bit of artificial fiber yes, in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it wasn't wasn't because of the surface, but um, it was interesting. And they've rallied back. Yeah. To become a playoff team, they have not decided on what they're going to do. I believe Colt McCoy has some some history with Kevin O'Connell, so maybe they'll look in that direction. But there was some weird stuff yesterday. I heard Carmen the Good Kid talking about it. Sean McVay, who's a great coach, asked Matthew Stafford, who's dealing with a bum thumb on his throwing hand. Run the trick play. They ran, they ran the Santa Slayer, whatever it was, and I think he dove for a two-point conversion in a game that was well out of reach at the and, time. And did they replace him anyway? Yeah. It was just... Because of the injury, right? Right. right. It was crazy. Uh, all the, all the, a lot of starting quarterbacks went down yesterday. Uh, yes. There were some guys that did get hurt. Um, didn't think it was a particularly great day for the NFL. No. I did see a fabulous game out in the uh, Bay Area where the Cincinnati Bengals are back on track. Yes, they are. A lot of people predicted that. Like, that's sort of their He got MO. healthy and they got better. Yeah. And by the way, something's wrong with San Francisco. These are these ebbs and flows of the NFL season these right. days. Three weeks where they've really struggled. And people want to point to Purdy. I'll point to their defense. Their defense has done nothing. Three weeks ago, everyone's like, no one could stop the 49ers. Yeah. And now. Well, how about the Kansas City Chiefs scoring, what was it, eight or nine points out in uh, in Denver? That was sort of a blip, though. I think it's a blip for them. Oh, I, I'm not worried about them. I'm, I'm saying, like, the way, though, these teams, the other teams, it's more of a narrative. Like, with Dallas, every, like, every couple of weeks it changes. Dallas sucks. They're the biggest underachiever. Dallas is back. Now they're the best team in the NFC. Well, the, the Dallas is back always happens after a home game where they've won like 11 or 12 or 13 in a row. It's when they go on the road where they start to lose it a little bit. But Kansas City, from what I understand, Patrick Mahomes was sick all night the night before yeah. and sucked it up and went out there and play. And, and it, once again, guys were dropping footballs for him. There was... Sky Moore, I think, dropped the touchdown uh, in the end zone late in that game. 24 to 9 was the final. What in about that game. Darnell Mooney to them? Do you think the Bears keep Darnell Mooney? What are you getting for him? I don't know. I mean, if you want to overpay for him, I'm sure I'd be willing to listen. Our team doesn't have a lot of good players. The, the rush to get rid of them is not something I'm supporting right now. Whether it's Jalen Johnson or Darnell, so, listen. If somebody wants to vastly overpay you for your guys, then I'm totally willing to listen. But if you're just looking to off, you just uh, to move guys because you think their asking price is too high. I'm I'm for Darnell Mooney here. They yeah. don't get him the ball enough. I'm going to be interested to see. Look, I I asked the coach about pushing the ball downfield in the first play of the game. Obviously, they pushed the ball downfield. The throw to uh, to Valus Jones in the end zone that pushed the ball downfield. That was a really nice play. That's an example of pushing the ball downfield. But I felt like there were moments 
where he could have pushed the ball downfield more. And I'll be interested to look at the film tomorrow morning and see if there were some of those guys that were available. Okay. So, anyway, I like this story. Restaurant has added a $50 unable to parent fee for rowdy kids and their menu. So, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think if your kids are are misbehaving and they're causing trouble. What's misbehaving? Like running around the restaurant? Probably so. A Georgia restaurant is gaining national attention for charging customers a fee for bad parenting. The menu at... Toka Riverside Restaurant, about two hours north of Atlanta, offers a selection of dishes like steak, trout, and American fare. But look a little closer and you'll notice something else. At the bottom of the menu is an adult surcharge for customers unable to parent, followed by $3 signs. Adult surcharge for adults unable to parent, the menu reads. According to some guests, the exact amount is apparently at the restaurant's discretion, which some say is $50. Wow. Like, I want to know, do they tell you you're in danger of getting it? it your kids are out of hand. We're going to implement this charge. Or do you just get the check at the end and there's a $50 fee for not being able to parent? Listen, I think if you go to that place and you feel like you've been unjustly charged 50 bucks because your kids are a little active, then you probably don't go back to that restaurant, right? Maybe it's a, uh, a, a parent's free or a children-free restaurant going forward. What would you do if your kids were, uh, I mean, your kids we're, sit in the table. Yeah, sit we're, at the pretty, table? We're, we're pretty aware of that sort of stuff. You know, they're gonna, they're still going to be kids, but like we tell them, you're going out to dinner, we're going to an adult's restaurant, yeah. and, and we ex- there, are, there are expectations we have for you here. I'm not sure where the line is, is that it's drawn with regard to how do you discern whether or not somebody is worthy of getting the extra $50 charge. There has to be some sort of strike system, I feel like. You would think, or your restaurant is probably in jeopardy of losing quite a bit of business. Right, the bad reviews. Yeah. Uh, When we come back, maybe we'll take some phone calls, or maybe I'll read you a story about why people are so afraid of clowns. Oh. And a bull semen story, too. Wow, oh, really? Yeah. You're afraid of clowns, aren't you? I don't think so. I thought you were. I'm not sure. You're not sure now. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you have me perplexed. You're not like, afraid of clowns? Not so much. Okay. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself Maybe afraid. Okay. I'm, I dressed up as a clown one time, that remember? Is, that's, that's right. Okay, you're not afraid of clowns. I don't think so, but you could convince me I am. Okay, I think you if are afraid scary, of clowns. If it's I, a scary clown, maybe, maybe not. We'll find out when we get back. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. We haven't mentioned it all, but today is the sports solstice, right? This is the only day of the year where you will get... NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball action. There's no other day All in the, the calendar year. Right. It's called the sports solstice. Isn't that what the, the right, smart because people in the are spr- in the spring, you equinox. don't get football. What's it called? I think the equinox. Oh, Charlie, I'm not going to you for definitions like this. I'm just not. I understand that. What's, what's the difference between the equinox and solstice? I don't know, but Charlie just made my head spin. Charlie, what's the difference? 
You don't even know. You just blurted out. I have Equinox. no idea the difference. By the way, you told me at the uh, at the break that you're terrified of clowns. Yeah. Well, why? I, I'm just deeply unsettled by that. Why? If I see a clown, like I don't know. It's just. Are you afraid that the clown clown is going to be violent because of some strange horror movie that you may have seen? You said horror horror movie. It's one of those words that I overpronounce yeah, just, just to make sure that I do it. It's like the word conk. Like, you know, the what you use to make sure that the spaces in your window are all, you know, th- that you have the proper installation or in- insulation, rather. Kulk, you use, you got your Kulk gun and you line it up like you don't do any home stuff, right? You're looking at me like I'm crazy. You don't know what a, you don't know what Kulk I, is? You're saying it weird, I feel like, though. What do you call it? I, this is what I'm saying. It's one of those words that it's you C A U L K. I always thought it was Kulk. Yes. That's what I said. You Kulk. said Kulk. What? It's the you word. Remove the A. But it's a word that I pronounce in a very over the top fashion, so that you don't find yourself mispronouncing it. I know, but you're. you're I gotta Kulk. go buy some Kulk at the Home Depot later today. Kulk. Kulk. What was the other word we were talking about? Uh, solstice so, versus equinox. So okay. I looked it up. I think it would be a sports equinox based on where oh, we are in the calendar. Because the well calendar done, says that there's a vernal equinox and an autumnal equinox. What the hell? And then the summer solstice and the winter solstice. I think people just call it a sports solstice Solstice for How's the alliteration. It, the alliteration. Okay. See, the, the solstices are the longest and shortest days of the year. Equinoxes occurs when the days and nights are equally okay. as long. Forget I said so it. So I think because this is the most happening in a day, yeah. that this would be a solstice. This is like being in a dive bar, right? Isn't that what this is like? Right, versus hair right. in your salad. Forget everything I said. <laughs> Just realize that this is the only day of the year where you're going to get Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, and NFL action all in the same and day. And we get the ball. Only the Bulls, baby. I, they should be 0-3. Toronto, like, I know it was fun. It, it wasn't even that fun. No, it wasn't. They, Toronto like, kicked they, that game away. They completely choked that game yes, away. there was nothing fun about that. The, the, the fun part was Caruso hitting the game-winning three. Even DeMar missing those three free throws yeah. at the end sucked. I think that had to do with the karma of his daughter yelling at Toronto last year. They still won. And having her make make her miss those free throws, make them miss the free throws. He missed the free throws. Don't he you did. think that evened out? No. No? Um, you don't, why either. are people afraid of clowns? Well, because they're scary looking. For 15 years, psychology professor Philip John Tyson has been teaching classes on phobias. At the start of every semester, he asks his students the same question. What are you afraid of? Students routinely cited spiders, snakes, and claustrophobic spaces, but a consistent minority would say they were terrified of clowns. Why would you be terrified of the clowns? One of the most surprising findings is that for many people, having a scary personal experience with a clown wasn't a main contributor to the fear. Instead, people said they were creeped out by clowns because you can never really know what a clown is thinking. Clowns are unpredictable. A clown's exaggerated features are disturbing, and movie clowns are terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no one's that happy, you know? 
I thought it was always about like there are movies that have murdering clowns. Yes, and That's in real life too. Yeah. In real life as yes. well. That's part of it, but yeah, it's the just unsettling nature of like a unmoving grin that is just very the big over exaggerated yeah. unmoving grin. What else scares you, Charlie? Failure. Failure. Anything else? Uh, uh, actually, yeah, claustrophobic, like tight spaces. Like you those, and Waddle. That's you yeah, guys have that in those I, videos. I had a dream last night that I jumped off of something into like one of those pits. It was like a, a it was a cloth. It was a high height. Jumped into this cloth like thing, and the cloth swallowed me. I couldn't get out of it, and I woke up in a in a sweaty, panicked. You drop. You jump it's into like a jumping cloth off the pit. top of a roof. I've had a similar dream. Into a cloth pit, and then you know if you hit it, and yeah. then the cloth just yeah. consumes I'm suffocating. you. Yes, I had that dream. I'm in a time. cloth pit. We would uh like like I remember there was a dog pile after we won some uh, tournament I, in I hockey, and dog. I was nope. at the bottom of the dog pile. Yeah. I'm nine years old, and I am screaming for yep. people to get off. Absolutely, I can't breathe. Yeah, get off of me. Yeah, literally exactly. That, that was what's me the, as well. What's the Pizzle story? Excuse me? Did you have a bull penis story? Oh no, it was a bull semen story. Oh, bull Pizzle semen. Pizzle is a is is basically a it's a rawhide chew. Right. It's for people that don't understand what you just said. Right. It's 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 basically bull penis. Right. That they give to dogs. Right. As a chew toy. Uh, artificial insemination tank stolen. Um out there on the road. I don't know where it was. It says in County Tyrone. Two artificial insemination tanks have been stolen during a burglary. Said burglary wrong as well. Continuity. Um, listen, this is expensive stuff. So there's a value to it. Someone stole the the bull yeah. semen. Two two uh, yes, two artificial insemination is what we're calling it. Tanks have been stolen during a burglary somewhere where this happens. Okay. Large quantity. Then we'll be on the lookout. Cattle stuff. So be on the lookout Did for Benny that. take it? Benny who? The bull. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to connect Did those Did the dots. bull take it? That the I bull don't know. Is, was always up to no good yeah. with his marijuana out of his trunk. Yes. Not sure. I know. I don't know that there's any connection to the team in red tonight. Where's Gar? I'm out. I have no idea. Don't want any piece of this. All right. Um, I heard this morning that Cap had some information on not only the bull penis and the bull artificial. No, no I, I'm, I'm serious. Cap had some information regarding Chase Young and the Bears. A lot of talk. 24 hours away. I think it's 23 hours from now is the NFL trade deadline. And uh, he had some information on possibilities with the Bears and Chase Young. And I have a question about the Bears' activity or lack of activity in the trade arena for you as well. Okay, 312-332-3776 if you'd like to react or if you've seen the Bull Seaman, Waddle and Sylvie.